The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about our emotions. And I also want to talk about how some emotions, and I'm going to focus on one in particular, can be a little tricky to deal with. I also want to talk about the conditioning that so many of us have, especially in the spiritual personal development world, right? That certain feelings are better than others or more desirable than others or more you know, acceptable than others. And the acceptable one is, is not so much of a spiritual concept, but it's definitely one that a lot of us get taught. And I also want to talk about some really potent and powerful ways that we can deal with whatever we're feeling in the most loving, kind, and respectful way. All right? So that's what we're going to focus on today. And this episode was brought about by my own experience of anger. And I'm not someone who, (laughs) you know, maybe in the past per se, but I'm someone who usually has a pretty comfortable relationship with my own anger. And And understands, you know, that anger is just an emotion and it's just a way of expressing when you feel like a boundary has been crossed, right? And so if something kind of rubs you the wrong way, it is normal to feel angry. I also understand, right, that we are not our anger. We are not your anger. It's a feeling. It's a reaction. It's your humanness responding to some outside trigger in the world. And a lot of times it's giving you some very valuable information. So I really, for the most part, you know, hold and honor my anger because it gives me a lot of really important 411. Now, a lot of people confuse those emotions, particularly anger. Anger is a big one with the behavior, right? So... They think, well, you know, if someone is angry, they're going to behave in a certain way. And you see, this is a real confusion, right? Because we have our behaviors and we have our our feelings, our experiences. And these two things, they do not necessarily align. I've spent many, many years as a counselor working with children, right? And with children and often with parents too, I teach something called the anger rules. And you can Google this. It's it's out there. Many, many, many counselors and psychologists teach this because it's so potent and important. But I've noticed that a lot of my adult clients haven't learned these rules yet. And the anger rules are pretty simple. The first part of the anger rules is, look, there's no bad feelings, right? It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be angry. We all feel angry from time to time. It's a normal human experience. And I would say too, it can be a very healthy human experience because if we look up 
the vibratory range of emotions. And some of you guys have seen these little graphics that, you know, we all have floating around that tell us what vibration each of our, the human emotions are, you know, usually start at the bottom with just shame, guilt, all the way up to the top, which is enlightenment. And, you know, your human mind is going to want to say that, you know, shame is worse than enlightenment, but it's really not. Now, look, the higher bandwidth emotions feel a lot better. And, you know, we all want to feel good. And, you know, your soul's resting place is in that state of well-being. So your soul's resting place, your spirit's resting place is most definitely at those higher vibrational levels. But there are no bad experiences here on the human plane, and everything serves a purpose. And when we recognize that, right, then we we have a much healthier and more aligned and enlightened uh, relationship with our own human experiences, you know, whatever they may be, including those pesky little emotions. And anger is a nice emotion when you look at that scale because it's kind of in the middle, you know, it's maybe not, you know, at the very top of the highest emotions, but it gets us out of the muck of things like guilt and despair and shame, which is right there at the bottom, right? So anger can be a healthy way out of those lower vibratory feelings, right? But more important than that, the guides say, anger is just a normal part of life. And again, every emotion you have gives you some information. It tells you where you are. It tells you where you are with respect to your soul. And, you know, Abraham Hicks would say, look, you know, when you feel a lower bandwidth emotion, you know that you are less aligned with your highest and truest self, right? But it's feedback. It's not wrong to be misaligned, right? That's just part of humanity. It's just information, your GPS to help you guide yourself gradually, gently, and lovingly back to that beautiful state of well-being where we all long desire and deserve to be. Got it? So back to the anger rules. The anger rules, number one, there are no bad feelings, right? And it's okay to be angry. It's okay. But it's not okay, or I would say and, it's not okay to hurt yourself, to hurt someone else, or to destroy property, right? That's it. Those are three behaviors that sometimes follow from anger, especially, you know, in little kids that are usually not super helpful. What I love about the anger rules is not that I'm worried any of you are going to do any of those three things for the most part, but they help us understand that differentiation between our behaviors and what we're feeling. And look, you always have a choice. You always have a choice of what you're feeling. And to some extent, you even have a choice of what you're thinking, right? We can learn to retrain our minds to focus on more uplifting thoughts. But in so doing, That's not about saying that certain thoughts are wrong or certain feelings are wrong. It's simply about recognizing what we're experiencing right now, reorienting ourselves to those feelings in a more loving way. Mm -hmm. And then in so doing, we will gradually or maybe even immediately, depending on the circumstances, realign with our highest and truest selves. So mad isn't bad. It's just part of the spectrum of human experience. And in some instances, it's actually the better feeling emotion and the better feeling thought because it takes us out of the really deep weeds of shame and guilt, which are, you know, really lower bandwidth emotions, which they're also not wrong. They're just less comfortable than angry. (laughs) Okay. 
But I was thinking about this because I was telling a friend about a situation that I had with somebody recently. And and there's actually been a lot of situations because, you know, yours truly can find anger pretty easily when I need her. But I was thinking about one in particular where I was starting to tune into my anger about the situation. And, you know, no judgment about this person at all. I believe this person acted exactly how this person needed to act based on their level of awareness, which is actually pretty high. But in feeling into my frustration around the situation and my anger, what it did is it freed up some other stuff. It let me understand, hey, what happened in this interaction? It's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, that person actually maybe misled me a little bit or maybe was acting with, you know, a momentary lapse in kindness or, you know, even just the way that they were abrasive or whatever rubbed me the wrong way. And and here's another thing that I think really wants to come out through this whole discussion. The anger that I felt was not really about the other person at all. Because on the highest level, and even not on the highest level, but on the day-to-day, particularly in this situation where I don't have a ton of skin in the game, I was really able to easily recognize why this person behaved the way that they did. Like, I really get it. I really get where he's coming from. I get where he, what he needs. And, and I honor that. I really actually honor that. And it's someone I deeply care about. And I want what's best for them, right? But at the same time, my humanness, or I'll say, and at the same time, my humanness was rubbed the wrong way. And you see, that's okay. And when we're living in this human skin, especially as we increase our awareness, but it's true all the time, we can have conflicting understanding, beliefs, ideas, and emotions, right? Because you're bringing to the table not just your most enlightened awareness, which we all have a chunk of that, you know, and and some of us are living with it more and more and more, but we all have that broader awareness, but we also have the human stuff. And we have to, or we don't have to, but I think it's advisable to as much as possible that we tend to and allow all of it. We allow all of it. And so my recognizing in that moment that I was feeling some anger was actually very healing because below that anger was a feeling like I'd done something wrong, some real old stuff coming up, right? And I hadn't. I hadn't done anything wrong. And so those moments of frustration and anger were a way of me clearing that and healing that. It was that emotion bubbling up, right, up the bandwidth so that it can be released. And that's really okay. But what triggered this episode was my beautiful friend, who I love too. (laughs) I love all of you. I find love pretty easy to find. But anyway, my beautiful friend, who as soon as I said, like, I feel angry, said, but no, 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 you know, don't feel angry at this person because he didn't do anything wrong and he didn't. But that doesn't mean that I didn't have the emotion. Sometimes when we're dealing with other people, First of all, we all have our knee jerks, right? So this friend, most definitely her knee jerk is not going into anger, right? So I love you so much, dear friend. And someday, you know, if you ask, we'll have a conversation about that. Big hug, all good, right? So I hit her knee jerk and I'm so glad that I did because it was a moment for me to be reflective and say like, yeah, I see that perspective and I still get to be mad. I still get to be mad. You're a thousand percent right, but also my feelings matter too, and I'm going to sit with them. Did I text the person that I felt the momentary flash of anger with and tell him what a jerk he was? I most definitely did not because he's not. And even if he was, right, even if I felt, you know, and again, 
once you go into someone else as a jerk, you're going into a, a mind state that, that you know, it, it may release some energy, but it's probably not going to serve in the long run, right? But feelings are clean and pure. Anyway, I did nothing. I did nothing because there was nothing to be done. But honoring my feeling, honoring what I was experiencing, that was enough. Oftentimes that's enough. Oftentimes when we hold our feelings, we love them, we understand what perspective they're trying to um, point us towards. When then we understand, you know, or just listen to them and bear witness, that's often enough for them to transform. No stories involved, no actions involved, no harm, no foul, no nothing. Just give them some love. And that's what I was doing. I was understanding that a part of me Felt a little bit hurt, a little bit bruised, and a little bit mad about the other person, you know,'s behavior that caused that, or that didn't even really cause that, but that brought that out in me. Now, that person's motivation for their behavior might be totally fine, you know? And that's the other thing about anger that I want to get to, or any emotion. Oftentimes, what we do in our little human skin is we assume when someone else has a feeling that's, you know, about us, a feeling or a thought. That in order to be safe, in order to be okay, that, you know, we have to be right and they have to be wrong or the other way around. So let me, let me try to unpack this so I can explain that to you. So in this particular moment, I believe what my friend was thinking is if you are mad at him, then you're not honoring his perspective. Right? If you're feeling mad right now, then you're not honoring his perspective. And what he did was totally fine for him. It was, it was the right choice for him. You don't have to be mad at him. But the thing was, is what he did upset me. <laughs> right? And so my feelings are valid. My feelings are valid irregardless of what he did at all. And I know some of you get this right away and some of you have little question marks around your head because we often do this ping pong game between each other's minds, right? And feelings and thoughts. And we think that my feeling, you're responsible for my feeling. Or if I have a feeling, you know, that means that you did something wrong. Mm -mm. Your feeling is always from your perspective and your perspective can be multivaried, meaning my higher perspective understands the whole big picture and my highest perspective would never be mad at anyone, right? Because my highest perspective is my God self and my God self just gets it. My God self knows all as well and is not in this human game at all, right? But my human self, you know, has different layers and some of those layers were ruffled. And again, sitting with that piece of myself, that little inner child that was feeling disgruntled, that little child needed to be heard. And again, oftentimes anger is one of my favorite emotions if we don't rest in it for too long because those of us that have spent a lot of time and have been conditioned a lot to experience those feelings like shame and guilt, right? Those really deeply buried, really hard to hold, burn a hole in your belly kind of emotions, Anger can be a step away from that. It can be a step away from that and a step towards emotional freedom. And again, anger does not necessitate judgment. Mm -mm. Anger does not necessitate any kind of actions like hurting people, hurting yourself, or destroying property. None of that. Anger is just simply a feeling that needs to be honored. It needs to be honored and it's giving us some information. Usually it's giving us some information that something about what happened doesn't make us feel good. And then if we sit with that, oftentimes we can, we can heal it. We can allow it to be seen, be heard, and to transform. And that is the name of the game, right? And that is a beautiful thing. But we can only do that, friends, if we make the space to listen. 
Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Now, look, I've talked about this so many times, and I'm going to say it again. There's a difference between marinating and engaging an emotion and witnessing it. When we witness, the guides say we witness from our higher self, from our God self, from that point of neutrality, right? So when I see myself being angry and I acknowledge that anger, it's just like a little child. I'm treating it like a little child, you know, that's a little bit mad and I'm just giving it some love. And I'm saying, wow, I feel really angry right now. The way this person treated me, the way they behaved, maybe they could have made a different choice. I don't know. I understand why they did what they did. And nonetheless, I'm mad. (laughs) I feel a little bit mad. So let me sit with that. Let me honor that. Let me allow that. It's giving me some information. And then I'm going to give myself a big hug. I'm not mad at them anymore. It's past. Right? But oftentimes that mad, it's giving me some information. I can think of other situations. A lot of times mad comes up to me when I am falling into a guilt pattern with somebody and the mad comes up and says, whoa, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Don't go there. It's really helpful in those moments because that anger actually gets me back on track. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm falling into this pattern that doesn't serve. And the mad helps me get back up there to those higher bandwidth emotions where I can say, hey, this person is working this little guilty little thing. And again, I understand people do exactly what they do based on their level of awareness and what works for them. And that, you know, I'm playing along too until I wake up and say, no bueno. And the anger sometimes helps you step out of things. And then, you know, you take that step back and you say, wow, they're doing what they're going to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And it's all going to be okay. Got it? Now, sometimes with anger, there's a little story, right? There's a little story that says, I'm angry at you because you did something wrong. And a lot of us and all these emotions and my energy just gets a little bit funky when I talk about this, but I see this all the time in the human world, in that beautiful ego that we all (laughs) have inherited as part of our human experience. There's often a belief that based in scarcity, that one of us has got to be right and one of us has got to be wrong. Who's been in that, right? And it's simply not true. Neither one of you is right and neither one of you is wrong, but, or, and it's important to honor your perspective. You honor your perspective. You can see the other person's perspective, but if you can't honor your own perspective, then you are missing out. You're missing out. You're not honoring and being present with your own humanity. You know, I've often talked about this too in the context of forgiveness. When we try to forgive somebody without feeling the feelings of what we're forgiving them for, it never truly works. It's incomplete. You can say, yeah, I forgive you for what you've done, but if you're still angry and you're not owning the anger, it's not real forgiveness. Now, look, we can cognitively forgive. We can mentally forgive and we can understand, look, I, I strive to forgive you. Like I understand that you know you, what you did, you did from your limited uh, level of awareness. And you know I know that it's not a soul choice, it's a human choice, and I know it's not really about me. 
And we can know all of these things. And oftentimes that's enough, especially if it's something, you know, like someone cutting you off in traffic or something like that. Like you could spend a lot of time telling a story about how they're a jerk and they think they're more important than everybody else. Or you could just say, hey, that's that person being that person. It has nothing to do with me. I don't know their story. I love them. And you let it go. But sometimes with these deeper experiences, right? There's parts of us that are still hurting. There's parts of us that are still confused. There are parts of us that are still impacted. There are parts of us that still have the human feels. And so I always say we can aim towards forgiveness and we can forgive on the highest sense. And by the way, your soul has already forgiven everything, right? On the highest sense, you are forgiveness, my friend. So you don't have to actually strive for it at all. You're already there. But in the human sense, I often see people trying to jump to I forgive as a way of avoiding their feelings and ignoring what they really truly feel. And we can have both, by the way. The guides say you can have a level of forgiveness while also having a level of distress, of emotional distress, and both can be true at the same time. But the trick is just not to pretend that the human stuff isn't there just because you've chose to take the quote-unquote higher road and be all spiritual right? Because we we come at this with lots of different mixed emotions and feelings and bandwidths and perspectives. And the most important thing that we can do is be wherever we are and love the crap out of it. True story. So I'm going to pause for a minute because I want to get back because my energy uh, sank a little bit and I want to uh, figure out why and, and regroup and reground. <sighs> and the guides say there's really nothing to fear about your anger. And for so many of us, particularly people that have grown up in very angry environments or environments where there was a lot of anger or environments where we've been taught to disown our own anger or all of those things, we sometimes fear that if we let our anger fly, it's going to be destructive to us. Some of us too had early relationships when we learned to suppress our anger because we knew instinctually that if we let her fly, the people that we believed that we needed and probably those early caregivers you kind of did, maybe we feared they would abandon us, right? Or we wouldn't get what we needed from them. And so the anger goes underground. We let it go. And this can be true of all feelings, but again, oftentimes that one's anger. If this one sounds like you, the guides say be patient with yourself and be kind and understand that anger may be a scary emotion for you to get back in touch with because it feels threatening. It feels threatening. It feels threatening to express your real feelings about things and your perspective because at some point in time that perspective was suppressed and you learned that if I really truly own what I feel, I'm going to be punished. I'm going to get in trouble. I might even be abandoned, right? And these are scary, scary thoughts. So give yourself a big hug if that's going on for you. Gave myself a kiss. Did you hear that? (sighs) Ah. But the important thing to know is that none of these things are the truth of who and what you really are. And oftentimes our anger or whatever you're feeling is just a little flash. It's just a little flash. And if we love it, if we hold it, if we hug it, you know, then we won't even need it anymore. We won't even need it anymore. It's just a sign that a boundary's been crossed. The guides say sometimes too, anger for some of us is holding the lid on some more deeply buried emotions, ones like shame and guilt and, you know, anguish. 
And so, you know, that anger when it rips is actually freeing all that other stuff <laughs> that's like kind of spewing out from the anger, but also at the same time, not really getting loved, not really getting held, not really getting processed. And so for people that sometimes are rageaholics, you know, it's usually the anger is the cork blowing on all that other bottled up stuff. Okay. So if that sounds like you, the trick again is don't indulge that anger, but understand that there might be some other stuff under the surface that needs your love too. That needs your love too. The guides say again, and I think I've already said this before, but it bears saying at least one more time, all emotions are valuable to the human experience. Every single last one. And the fastest way to find our way back from those less comfortable emotions is number one, disengage from the story. Disengage from the story. And so they're saying in my example, when I was momentarily angry at this person, what was really helpful for me was I was taking a step back. I was allowing myself to have that feeling, to see that feeling, but I wasn't telling myself a story about it. I wasn't feeling the need to tell the other person, the person I was mad at for a moment, a story about it, you know? And I wasn't going to indulge that itch either, right? I wasn't going to say, I'm so mad at you. How dare you do this? It didn't matter what that person thought. It didn't matter what he thought, right? He can do whatever he wants. But for me in that moment, it did matter that I could feel what I was feeling, right? Because that's me honoring my experience. When we go into the story, that's when things start to get a little bit, you know, dicey. And you can see the story, right? You can see that perspective. I was honoring my perspective in that situation, but the story would go something like this. That person was so thoughtless. That person did this thing. That person should have done better. That person wronged me. You see how that stirs stuff up? (laughs) It wasn't true. That person was doing them to the best of their ability. And by the way, that is the case of every human being. Even people that do really, 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 really quote unquote harmful acts, right? And really act out of alignment with their highest and truest being and nature. Even those people in those moments, while we can always make a different choice and while we will always be responsible on some level for every choice that we make. So choose wisely, as wisely as you can. Love the parts of yourself that sometimes forget to choose wisely and understand that anyone who is making poor choices now is only doing so because they haven't learned how to do better. They haven't learned how to consistently do better. Now, this doesn't mean that we excuse the behavior. It doesn't mean that we don't strive to be our best. Why not? But it does mean that we can do all of that without judgment. And so that sort of brings us back to, you know, probably the most important thing when dealing with our emotions and probably the most important thing that happened with my little dynamic with my friend who called me out and she didn't really call me out. It was a momentary thing, but, you know, said, oh my gosh, you can't be angry, Victoria, because he didn't do anything wrong. (sighs) Anger and feelings do not have to have anything to do with judgment. And when we hold our feelings in ourselves in whatever we're feeling without judging ourselves and without judging the feelings and the emotions and whatever we are experiencing, that is a true point where all healing alignment occurs. Okay? That's it. It's the presence. It's the awareness without judgment. So the moment that you see what you're feeling and hold it in the light of your loving awareness is the moment that that feeling will transform, right? Maybe not right away. 
<laughs> but the guides say usually right away. <laughs> if you're holding it like that, they say that's pretty much it. And of course, you know, if there's a very persistent story, you might have to do that a lot of times because the story might continue to, you know, provoke that emotion. But that is okay. That is totally okay. So some of you might be wondering, Victoria, how do I deal with the fact that I feel angry a lot? That I feel angry a lot. You're talking about anger, like this little passing emotion, right? But I get angry all the time. I get angry all the time. What am I supposed to do about that? And when I get angry, I can't always follow the anger rules, right? I can't always follow them. There are times when I yell at my kids or my husband. There are times when I flip someone the bird on the highway. There are times when maybe I hurt myself, you know, and I get really upset at myself and I I talk down to myself because I'm angry or, you know, there are other times, you know, when I punch a hole in a wall. Okay. (laughs) I'm with you on all of those and I want you to know I love you. Please, the response to that is the exact same response to the feeling itself. Be kind to yourself. Understand that we can never change a behavior pattern by judging it. We can never change anything by disallowing it. But we can change everything and anything by loving it. By loving it. Loving yourself and everything in this world is the true transformative healing force. Right? So love it. Love yourself. Honor yourself. You don't have to agree with everything. You don't have to agree with everyone's behavior. You don't even have to agree with the perspective in your very own mind. You don't have to agree with it. You can say, wow, so funny. I'm feeling that way. That's so cute. That's so cute. I don't know if I agree with this or not, but boy, it feels compelling right now. Again, let me love that part of myself that is really mad. I know it's there to tell me something. It's so very cute. I love it. And then we move on when we're ready to. And we can do that with every part of ourselves, including our own behavior. Understand Now, this isn't an excuse to say it's okay to yell at your kids. It's not. It's harmful. But the way to shift our behaviors and shift our thought patterns is not through judging them, is not through disallowing them, is not through shutting them down or blaming ourselves or others for what we are experiencing, right? I didn't blame this gentleman that I was mad at him, and I also didn't blame myself. I just felt mad. I just felt mad because I knew that mad for me was actually rising up in that emotional spectrum that needed to occur, that needed to occur. Something needed to move and it didn't hurt me at all. And it didn't hurt him at all. And it even didn't even hurt my beautiful friend who was there witnessing me, right? Because she was learning to or not. I love her. Right? And I love my feelings. So wherever you are, whether you're acting out in anger, whether you're just lovingly witnessing what you're experiencing and everything in between, right? it's allowing ourselves to be where we're at with that love that allows us to change and transform. Got it? But as soon as we go into judgment... We are back in our mind, we are back in our ego, and we are shutting that whole process down. So remember, friends, there are no bad feelings. Honor whatever you are going through in your human experience, but do so where you can at a distance. Do it at a distance, right? We don't get lost in it. We allow it. We honor it. We feel it. We hold it. We hug it. Getting a lot of kisses today. (laughs) 
and we honor that on this human journey. All parts of ourselves, both human and soul, are thoroughly invited to the table. They're all invited to the table, right? And the best way to bring more soul to the dinner is to understand what the soul is not and to accept and allow that too, right? And it's from that place that we are most likely apt and able to make the loving choice because the loving choice always flows through that beautiful lens of self-love and self-acceptance and love and acceptance for all that is. So I hope this one makes sense to all of you. I really, really enjoyed recording this one and I can't wait to hear it again. And if you have any questions about the anger rules or managing your emotions, you know, come join us over in the Facebook group. Ask some questions because that's a great place for discussion. And I'd love to hear how all of you, what are your strategies for sitting with and honoring your own feelings? You know, anger is just an energy that wants to move. And so sometimes, you know, we need to do things around that way too. And I didn't talk about this, but that's important too, right? Sometimes you got to throw that dish, not at someone and in a safe place and maybe with eye goggles on. Um, That's something I've done with clients sometimes, right? Or rip some paper or scream into your pillow or whatever you need to do to let that energy move. Again, as long as you are honoring, sometimes we ecstatic dance to move our energies, right? Go for a run or just sit with ourselves, which is all I needed to do. But I'd love to know what some of your practices are to moving that energy. And again, When we are really present with ourselves, we understand that everything in this human experience is here for a purpose. And the more we honor that purpose and the more we allow everything to be just as it is, the more we naturally and beautifully return to our own highest bandwidth. All right. So that's all I have for today. Thank you as always for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.